everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Jill. How are you? Post-Super Bowl. You know, I'm on a high. We were on opposite ends. I mean, like you did admit that you didn't have like any super ties, but you found a Bengal shirt. So yes, I am wearing my 2013 AFC, uh, <laughs> AFC Championships Bengal shirt. So yeah, no, actually, it's not even. It's division champions. So that's about how good they used to be. Wait, was that when uh, Andy Dalton was their quarterback? Um, probably, I can't even remember who would have been their quarterback at that time. It was like one of those years when they went through like 15 quarterbacks. So it always made me so happy that as like a ginger, he was a quarterback for the (laughs) thing. I don't know why, but like, (laughs) I, I am really sad. I did see, um, a game in Cincinnati many years ago and, um, yeah, I'm sad for their fans. Um, yeah. you know, I think it would have been pretty meaningful for them. This was the second Super Bowl in Rams franchise history. And first, obviously, since they've come to LA. But it was pretty split, the fans in the stadium. Like, it was, I would say, half and half, probably. Yeah. And I do think that, like, the the Bengals will be back there with Joe Burrow. Like, he, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to return to the Super Bowl. Like. Yeah back-to-back years it's it doesn't happen too I mean, often not, so next year we won't say next year but like I think in his time as like a quarterback he will be back there yeah but anyways um there was yeah quite the ending finished up 23 20 for the Rams um came down to a play in the final two minutes of the game to to win um uh, passed it Duke Cup for for a touchdown um Aaron Donald gets his Super Bowl uh, might retire now is the rumor now that he's yeah got- yeah he which like okay it bothers me so much when I mean he, he I think he said at some point maybe he would consider like retiring after this season like fine but they ask him about it like in his post game con and it's like can you go away like do you have nothing better he just won the freaking Super Bowl well like, like as if he's gonna tell like the national media before he like, notifies like the GM or the coach or like his mom like I don't know his order of telling people but I assume it's not like NBC's like sideline sports reporter I was like so frustrated by that that um, question and also like tell me what this means to you like the person and they like cry and they've worked their whole life for this like I don't think they need to like verbalize what this win means to them <laughs> just let them go celebrate with their friends but I still hate like if like I know this is like a common topic that gets like thrown around a lot in like sports and everything but like the way that every other league celebrates championships compared to the NHL where like the owner gets the Vince Lombardi trophy first and then it goes to the coach and then it's like off screen being given to the players meanwhile like they've just like gone through like 20 weeks of like body slamming (laughs) hell to like win this and they don't even get like their moment on tv to like lift the trophy it's just like the Cronkite guy like Talking about, like, I don't even know, being <laughs> old and rich kind of thing. So. I know, I know. It is always nice in the NHL. Like, they each get their little moment to skate around. But, like, the players get it first. Like, that's yeah. who, like, it shouldn't go, I don't know. I, I mean, they did. I get that the owners, like, put up the money, but, like, they did the work. Like, yeah. You weren't out on the field. I do have to laugh, though, that, like, um when the owner was getting the trophy, they commented on how it was like the greatest stadium in the world. And I just imagine Jerry Jones, like crying in his, to his million dollar, like billion dollar Cowboys stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. have the greatest stadium in the world. <laughs> so I do expect to see a new Cowboys stadium in the next five years, basically for, for Jones uh, to rectify that situation. I haven't been to SoFi. Um, but like we're gonna go next year. We've already planned it. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever you fly back into LA, if you're on like at the certain side of the plane, you can see like they typically fly over SoFi 
and it looks so cool. Like they have, I think I sent you a photo once because I, I think there was like a game going on when I was there, but the roof yeah. has like the little tiles that you can light up and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it looked, it looked like every celebrity was there. I don't <laughs> know if average people were allowed to go to the game or if it was only celebrities because like there was a lot of them there. So it was like an, oh, okay. To be fair, I don't know how much Super Bowl tickets normally go for, but like, this year I was tracking because I was like, okay, if I can get like, if I can get something within a price range that like I'm fine paying with, like I will go to the game because I, the I, worst I, seats in the stadium are a couple grand. They were like $3,500. Yeah. But like, and the reason I was willing to spend is because like I wouldn't have to pay for a hotel. I wouldn't have to pay for like a flight. Right. right. So yeah. this is like the cheapest you could ever go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's like. fair. Yeah. It was so much money. And I was just like, I can't, there's no, I can't justify this. Like I, I cannot, I cannot justify it. But Kelly Stafford was on Barstool Sports and she, the, I don't know how it came out, but she basically said that each player is comped two tickets. No, they're offered two tickets. Oh, they have to pay two. for them. And then they can buy, they can offer. But that's, that's every player in the NFL. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So there's those two tickets. They have to buy them. Yeah. Then they can pay for they if you're in the Super Bowl, yeah, you can get another ten tickets at like face value, yeah. And then you're just buying like the normal people these obscene resale prices. And I mean, he had obviously tons of family and like childhood friends come in and and whatever else people from Detroit that have supported them from Detroit. I saw like Sam Martin, the, the, was he the kicker or the punter in Detroit? He was like going to the game, but, and she was like, yeah, I'm just buying all these tickets at like the, the ticket master, like resale price. Well, thank God Stafford won. So he gets his Super Bowl winning bonus. Cause like, it's not going to be cheap for Kelly. <laughs> like, right. Right. And they already fronted, like, I don't know if we talked about this already, but for the NFC championship game, which was like the most expensive championship game for tickets, they sent, so they had an anonymous donor that donated a hundred thousand dollars. And then between that money and what Kelly and Matthew put in, they, they sent 2000 um, fans to the game. So I think they put down another hundred thousand because the, she said she didn't buy any nosebleed seats and she was spending between 850 to $1,200 a seat. So then like, those would have had to be nosebleed seats. Like, sorry, Kelly, but like 850 the, bucks. No, the NFC for the NFC championship, you could get like uh, the second. Oh, level. sorry, I thought you said Super Bowl. <laughs> no, no, okay. not for the not for the Super Bowl for the hmm. the championship game. So like, she's already dropped a hundred grand on random people going to the game for the NFC championship. Like now, I mean, they must have spent like I don't even want to know a sick amount of money on tickets. For the Super Bowl. Yeah, so back to the back to the game. <laughs> um, biggest news out of out of it was Odell Beckham Jr. getting oh, injured just before half. There um, looked like a knee injury, and it looked like pretty severe one because he didn't come back. So, yeah, um, you know, good on the Rams for being able to kind of continue down, like basically to one threat there for offense. I thought and- for sure they were going to lose when he went down. I was like, we're screwed. And then the Bengals came out and scored in like 12 seconds of the, the second half. And I was like, no, nope, no. Nope. And then got an interception like 21 seconds later. Yeah, like, it, like it looked rough. So yeah. <laughs> um, well. Yeah. But yeah, but they, they pulled it out. Um, the halftime show though, like, oh my God. So good. So First so of all, good. like, like, so Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg started off, yeah. um, California love, like, uh, oh, just 50 cent surprise appearance. Like we didn't know he was going to show up. Recreated the, the, in the club video where he's like hanging upside down, like, which like would have taken a lot more strength now. Cause he is a lot heavier than he used to be. Honestly, so like my first comment, I was like. Oh my god, he's gained some weight. He does not have the abs strength anymore to pull himself up. So I don't know if he was like hoisted, if someone like pushed him that we couldn't see. I don't know what happened, but 
Um, fantastic appearance there. Yeah. Um, a little bit of controversy though, because Eminem taking a knee. Oh. Yes. Hmm. So at the end of, um, at the end of Eminem's portion of the, the thing, yeah. he, um, he took a knee and, and apparently the NFL had asked him not to do that. He obviously wanted to do that in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. But yeah, I did it anyways, took a knee. Um, you know what? Good for you, Eminem. Totally. I, I probably missed it because I was like way too busy rapping with myself. <laughs> <laughs> by far, like one of my all time favorite songs. Like I know every word. It is just. I was like, I mean, like, I mean, there was a couple songs that I was like, okay, hey, I don't know how many songs he's going to get in a set. It's probably going to be one or two max kind of yeah. thing. I was like, which one's he going to play? Lose Yourself is obviously a top contender, but I also was like, it could have been like real some shady. I don't know. <laughs> so I made dinner for the Super Bowl and I was like, I'm making mom spaghetti. So <laughs> honestly, so good. <laughs> been preparing this joke for like a year. <laughs> Since the halftime show was announced, I've been preparing to have spaghetti tonight for dinner <laughs> so I could post it as mom spaghetti. So thank oh, yeah. you, Eminem, for choosing "Lose Yourself" as the song to sing because right. otherwise, wouldn't have worked as well. He couldn't. Yeah, like for me, that was the only option of song he could have sung. Like I was like, if you sing anything else, I mean, he did start off with "Forgot About Dre," like yeah, just little snippets, we'll which just, I was like, love. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like like the real some shady, like that, that true. Could yeah. been, that could have been an easy one. And, um, there was a quick little piano ode to, to Tupac as well. Um, Dre played that on the on the piano, um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, it was just so it was so good. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and honestly, I think I'm one of the only people who feel who feels this way. But I really disliked J Lo and Shakira, like on a level that I can't explain. And this just brought, I think, extra joy because last year was upsetting to me. Yeah, I didn't mind J-Lo and Shakira. I just, like, I just don't know all of their songs, especially the ones when they sing them in Spanish. Spanish. So, like, like, I could have done a J-Lo show, like, great. But uh, Shakira with her whole, like, tongues, too much. Yeah. Fun. Like, after Hips Don't Lie, I don't know that I know too much Shakira. So, like, it's... And She-Wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I have to say this was probably one of the best halftime shows yeah. in, like, certainly in recent memory. Like, you commented that it, you know, Katy Perry and, left, and her left shark, like, really didn't stand a chance no. in, in this ball game here so I'm trying to think of like the other ones like the I really liked the weekend princess was really good yeah with the rain and everything but like maroon five was poo poo yeah cold play that one yeah like, obviously very safe choices it seems like yeah. I'm actually like they do I'm seem like they're kind of a little bit more risque yeah. because even like JLo and Shakira like the provocativeness of the dance yeah. scene and like their the, outfits the stripper pool the stripper pool yeah like JLo came out on like, next level but then this one like you had a lot of potential for like yeah. having to bleep words out or like something you know happening that kind of stuff but um but yeah it was really good like just brought me back to my childhood and like I text my mom I'm like how'd you like the halftime show and I knew she would hate it I knew it and she's like it was terrible and I was like what and she's like well we couldn't hear it and I was like well, how can you say it was terrible right. so like that's part of the problem yeah. honestly like I feel like it wasn't for that generation like our parents no. generation like it was for us we are now the generation that they cater to like it used to be like our parents when like it was like Paul McCartney and like yeah. the Rolling Stones and like those that was the halftime show and now we are that generation so which I'm like fine with it but I just don't know how they're gonna top it like this was great I know and I didn't want to be next year but no I just um, like we'll watch it all day tomorrow yes on, like video repeat yeah but yeah it was it was really good and and even uh even Kanye was there celebrating so yeah um well if you didn't know Kanye was there celebrating because like he was captured on video being very excited yeah he was also tweeting angry tweeting about how his children should be um, well let's come back he should come be back. at the halftime or the yeah. 
the 50 yard line. Yeah. Let's come back to Kanye because like that is a whole section that we have to cover today <laughs> because like he has lost it certifiably today. Um, yes. but he was at the Super Bowl, uh, sitting with Antonio Brown. Um, part of, of the time and Antonio Brown looks like he moved to a suite. Kanye showed up with like the full head covering face mask. So I don't know what parts of the Super Bowl he actually was able to see. Um, but yeah, he was one of many celebrities that were there. Was in a, there were a lot, which uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot every single year, but maybe this year just like more because it was in LA. Yeah, um, it was like a, a lot, a yeah. lot. LeBron was there. LeBron was loving down. halftime show. He was. That's what he came for for sure. I mean, the same, my other favorite part of the halftime show was the Bengals kicker did not go into the into the locker room at halftime. He stayed out to watch the show. And, like, it's unfortunate that he didn't get the opportunity to, like, try for, like, a game-tying field goal or something like that. Because if he'd missed it and he'd oh, stopped, all they talk about. Like, he'd be run out of Cincinnati. Or if he made it after, like... It would have just been like this kid doesn't give a doesn't care like he's just like ice in his veins kind of thing. So but you know what? He lost the Super Bowl, but he got to see that live, and yeah, that I is mean, something like on the sideline. I don't know who was I. I was watching some video, and I think it was they were just interviewing like um, NHL players and like who would you like to see in the halftime show, and one of them commented that they'd been to a Super Bowl and like the halftime show is not very good in person, like it's very much made for TV. And when I was watching tonight, so I was kind of thinking about that because they had it like they were on these like stages, yeah. but only one side of them was where the performance was, like yeah. the other side was the back. So like if you're on that side of the stadium, and I don't know how you would know that going in, like which side that you'd you want to be yeah. on, so. Um, so I, like, it kind of made sense what he was saying where he's like, it's not really the same, like you can hear the music, but like, you can't see the theatrics and, and all those kind of things. So yeah, but so I don't blame the guy. Yeah. Stay on the sidelines. Right. Like 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. But we should probably talk a little bit about the Olympics as well. Major scandal. Oh, major scandal. Of course. In, uh, in our figure skating, because what other sport would have a scandal involving the Russians and doping? Which still hasn't been resolved, like... Yeah. Which we so, should explain what happened, but... So basically, in the team skate, um, which is where there's, like, performances by, like, the females and the males and the pairs and everything, and they're, all of their scores are combined for one of the country's teams to win... Um, the Russian team plays first, the U.S. second, Japan third, and Canada fourth. Yeah. Um, now it's since come out that the Russian female skating superstar, like, fully expected to win all of her yeah, all medal events. everything, and she was a huge part of Russia being like the. I think they could have gotten gold without her, but she was like. The huge had part. One, they had won it before she took to her final skate. Yeah. Um, she just basically had to like perform for them to get it. Yeah. But, um, Landed she's, a quad in first female. Wasn't it two quads? She fell on the second. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, she's 15 years old. So that's a key yeah. factor in this scandal yes. because it's come out now that prior to going to the Olympics, she tested positive for a banned substance, yeah. which is apparently used to treat heart conditions yeah um which she does not have um, well, i was gonna say i assume if you're competing at this level in figure skating like you don't have a heart condition let me tell you yeah i was not competing at this level and like you can't do it with a heart <laughs> so she was so she was tested positive and then she was like suspended or something like that from that competition and anyways her it lapsed and so she was able to come back and compete for the olympics but her like blood sample is still in question essentially and so there are obviously anti-doping rules but the problem is is she's 15 and the IOC's doping standards is that you have to be 16 to be held basically accountable so basically they're like they're having a trial but they're like interviewing her coaches and like that's who they're holding responsible and of course the coaches are like we knew nothing like she wasn't doing anything so they have to basically make a decision and I think they have to do it by tomorrow because the women's program is supposed to kick off pretty shortly here but they have to decide essentially if 
they strip Russia of the medal, which then would mean that everyone bumps up a position. Canada would get the bronze. Um, or if they don't like, because she didn't know, like, do they just suspend or, or ban the coaches, but like not a good look on a country that is not even able to compete as Russia because right. they have so many doping controversies. Right. And also like, okay, so this same heart medication that she was taking, which obviously was given to her by a coach or a trainer of some sort. Yeah, like, she can't even get medication on her own. She's underage. So, like, like, someone had given it to her. But, like, I personally feel she should still, even though she's underage and maybe didn't know what was happening, whatever, she should still, her results shouldn't count and she should not be allowed to compete. Like, that, and then it falls on your coaches for putting you in that position. But... Yeah, so this this girl, um, her name is Camila Valieva. Um, she skates with this under this oh. coach who is absolutely horrific. The stories that have come out of her, like basically, she like is so cruel to her skaters that most of them quit by the age of seventeen because they are so burnt out, exhausted. Like she's worked them to the ground. Yeah. They all um, have like severe injuries or like some type of eating disorder like she she coached the last two females that competed in Pyeongchang both have since retired and they were young when they competed in Korea yeah and like and I think she's been involved in like other doping scandals as well like like certainly this coach knew something did something she's intentionally targeted this girl because of the age and the and the you know the IOC's you know situation or whatever but this girl, um, Valieva, like she's she's now testified in this trial. Basically, um, she's still practicing with the hopes of competing in the event, which is which is happening here. But like, it's drug on so long, and it's so interesting that it's, it's taken like a week. over a week. Yeah, like it's wild that it's happened like, for this long. Yeah. But she's, I mean, she's definitely like whether she gets to skate or not. Like that question will forever follow her around she will always have an asterisk to sign her name it's It's tainted tainted. yeah yeah and this so this drug was responsible for the russian bobsled team i want to say in 2018 tested someone on the team tested positive for this drug they got banned and they were banned for like eight months so Mm -hmm. her ban shouldn't have been like a month and then you're allowed to compete at the olympics like yeah, I don't know. It's it's not good, but um, you know it, and and it is hard to say because she is fifteen. But yeah. but it, I have to think of it as like a fifteen year old who is at the level of competing on the Olympic stage at that high performance. Like you are different than a fifteen year old who's just like going to grade ten high school kind of thing, you right? Like, know that someone giving you drugs like is giving it to you. Like they're not telling you it's Advil, okay? Yeah, it shouldn't just be blind trust, and like y- you should be aware of, of what you're putting in your body, especially this close to the Olympics. Exactly. Like so, I don't know. We go back to that U.S. runner who like lost her spot in the Olympic qualifying because she like smoked. right yeah the, i mean she was over 15 but still like yeah, you know you need you to know, know what you're putting in your body because there's rules about what you can put in your body yeah and i do feel bad like i think it's it's an unfair situation where like she got to skate and compete you know yeah. with this with this test and then i look at someone like the canadian men's skater um keegan what's his face uh Tom, maybe Thompson, but whatever. That's Anyways, he he contracted COVID when he was trying to fly to the Olympics, so he got stuck in Vancouver for a week while he was recovering from COVID. And then by that point in time, all of the flights to Beijing had, had all of the chartered flights had left, so he had to basically milk run it through the whole entire world to get there, compete with like fifteen hours after yeah. landing, and like there's no pass for that situation right like you know and and this comes on the heels of like you know the the russian team wouldn't release their covid results when they had to play canada in the women's game (sighs) yeah both teams end up having to play in n95 masks like they're just like they're just not learning their lesson and like and that they're still able to compete it doesn't seem to matter what flag they're competing under they just don't seem to really be you know yeah getting the point here that like stop doping stop cheating the system so yeah it's just it's too much it's too much i don't think 
I don't think she should get her medal or be allowed to compete in the women's event. Like, yeah. you know, it's just not, it's not fair to those other skaters who have put like their life work into this and like for you to win. As long as it's taking, the one thing I do appreciate is that they have not had the medal ceremony yet because yes. I do really think feel for those teams that like four years after the Olympics, they get bumped up a medal and like, you know, if you get from bronze to silver, silver to gold, like, well, actually just silver to gold would suck too. Cause like you miss that chance to hear your anthem played, mm-hmm. be on the podium, take the pictures, like, and you just get like the medal arrives in like UPS mail later and you're like, <laughs> great, thanks. So. Right. Yeah. So they've, they've postponed the medal ceremony. It was supposed to be on Tuesday, I think. And they just said, no, yeah. not until we figure this out. And then, of course, like, they weren't saying what was happening. They're just, like, for legal reasons. Like, well, and, for the, and they, they actually haven't even come out and said which no. um, which person that they were, like, checking. Or country. They just, like. Yeah. We're all assuming that it's Russia. <laughs> and not the Japanese, who are, like, it's the most truthful, integrity country of all time. It's Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. But. Um, but other controversy actually involving some Canadians this, this, uh, week yeah. as well. And Mark McMorris, who, um, him and Max Pro won the gold bronze, um, yeah. in the ski snowboard cross or I think the cross? slope style. Slope yes. Um, anyways, Max, who three years ago, four years ago had non-hopsis lymphoma, um, recovered from cancer, like pretty amazing comeback story, wins the gold medal. Does come out later that he like missed a grab on one of his tricks and like grabbed kind of his knee instead of the board, which is like, a you know, it should have been had a deduction. Whether that would have cost him the run, I don't know enough about it to no, tell you. I have no clue. But the McMorris has basically come out and said like, I had the best run of the day. I should have won. And like, he did have a good run. Honestly, I don't know enough about the slope style to be able to tell whose run was better. I know like very few things where if you fall, I know you have a bad run. <laughs> or like I know that if you don't go the whole way on the rail, like that's not good. But his run looked good. So did Max's. I will say that um, in Canada... Mark's brother Craig does the commentating and play by play. And like the, um, the person that won silver was actually who he had predicted would win it. So like your own brother didn't even think that you should won. And that's fine. You can have all the opinions of who had the best run of the day or not, but it's the way you come out and say it. And the way he said it came off as like really poor sportsmanship, poor loser. And the fact that it was your own countryman that won gold, like you went from like, everyone's favorite to like take up take a back seat man yeah. like it sounds like he has come out and apologized i didn't really read the has, apology yeah. um but again i think that's it it's like this is your own countryman like just also like with what he went through like right. you know like i don't know it's it's you compete in a sport that has human judges and so exactly there's gonna there's room for error yeah and like so you know supposedly he didn't have the best uh the judges didn't have the best camera feed they are coming out and Uh-oh. saying things like they should have hired professional videographers to film this which i, I would I'm have sorry, assumed like, they had but i don't Olympics. know why aren't you using professionals i don't know that's but that's what they said like you should have <laughs> Like and I did, I did notice in the event that under the ramps in the like on the on the hill is like a little man in a snowsuit turning the camera as the like person flips over them. And okay, I was you I, were saying this, and I was like, "What the heck is she talking about?" Because I can understand why there's not like drone footage or like some sort of like um like camera on a on a like a what are those things like a rabbit kind of racer kind of one at the the speed skating they have like the little camera that yeah that like goes around and i'm like and like this is literally like men under the slope being like film oops he's passed me i gotta like i gotta rotate here so this is a different problem where like if you are not hiring professional videographers for the olympics like what are you doing however they all had the same cameraman so again the the odds were even going into it so um unfortunate to hear someone kind of like 
come out like that because like the Olympics yeah. is really about the integrity and the like sportsmanship and the yeah. um and the spirit of the games kind of thing. And so yeah, and just, like your country. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's like you said, it's it's not like Max didn't have a great run. So like, yeah. you know, there was very, very little between the two of them. And like, yeah, it's easy to spot differences when you go back and watch the tape seventeen yeah. times, but those judges are watching it one time live. Yeah. You know. There was um in the so the snowboarding big air on the female side, there was um like this girl from the US who competed under the the Chinese flag. Eileen Gu. Um, yes. She yeah. came out and so she won. And again, I know nothing. Her tricks looked fantastic. Actually, not snowboard. She's on the skis. Skis, yeah. Um but the so the girl who came in second is from France and she was, I think, projected to win before the Olympics. This girl had a, cause you know, in the ski sports, like when you end at the bottom, like they have you stand there like yeah. one, two, three, and then you switch out like as the, the final scores come in, a meltdown. Like, well, to the point where the bronze and the gold winner were like consoling her and I was like, yeah, but, but that wasn't over the results. That was over the situation that she had personally. Like her father had passed away. Okay. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, and so she was basically racing or competing for in hit for his honor. Okay. Like, you know, her biggest sport of that kind of thing. Not to say she was probably not upset about getting the gold, but I think it was like the hysterics were largely in part because okay. of the like the release of emotions of like competing for your father. And I know this because, like, I don't have a tragic enough story to compete in any Olympic sports. <laughs> and I've been really reflecting on that this past week of how, like, man, thank God I didn't make it to the Olympics or anything. Because they'd be like, and here's Jill. She lives a boring life. Nothing's ever happened to her. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, I'm glad you knew this story. Because when I watched this, I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. what? what is ha- – like, I get it. You want to win gold. You're projected to win gold. But – Wow, it's not like you didn't medal at all. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't even. I don't think. She, I don't think she was projected. I think Gu was still the favorite to win. Um, okay. And she's actually like she's actually taking quite a heat because she was yes. born in California. She's yep. chosen to compete under China, the China um, flag. Yeah, and you know people are upset about that. And I think it's really ironic because you look at like the Chinese men's hockey team, and they have like. 15 Canadians on it yeah. who have chosen and like no one is because, like deny about that but so they suck the different yeah I exactly so I think the difference is like sometimes in those situations you typically see an athlete go compete for another flag for two re- two reasons either one of their parents has like a strong tie to the country and they feel like that is who they want to show under, which I don't know if any of her parents were born in, in China. I, I don't really know that. There's somewhere in her ancestry is, like, she's not yeah. a white girl. Like, <laughs> somewhere in yeah. her, but I don't know if her mom is, I think her mom is Chinese, but I don't know if she was born in China or, like, it's a couple generations removed. Yeah. And number two, you compete under another flag because you're so bad you can't qualify under <laughs> your your own country's flag. So you go compete in like another country where where your parents have heritage. Yeah. That does not seem obviously seem to be the case for her because I think she would have obviously qualified for the American team had she made it or had she made that decision. Yeah, so her mom her mom was um an an immigrant from China, but okay. I think the biggest controversy is that she competed for the US up until 2018 and then in 2019 is when she decided to compete for China. Um she has come out to say it's to like raise awareness for the sport in China yeah. like and and gain its popularity there, which great like great, but some people have come out to say I think she got quite a few sponsorships. Yeah. Um, it does like there is controversy around her um, her citizenship and everything like that because I guess China doesn't recognize dual citizenship, so mm. um, so that poses some challenges there. But um, but yeah, it's been it's been an interesting Olympics. I just got an alert that Canada won um, in the monosled in the monobob, which is the first time that's been in the Olympics. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, we've won a couple Canada's speed skating had, like, medals. A lot of random like historic first time medals. This. Yes, yeah, some, some ski jump medals that were yeah. unexpected. 
They were probably practicing at COP and flying over 16th half. <laughs> probably. Just, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Um, in other rapid fire sports news, um, Aaron Rodgers won back to back MVPs, um, four time winner of, of the MVP award here now, uh, not the most vaccinated player. This was the most valuable no. player that he has won. Um, uh, Marty just- St. Louis is randomly selected as the coach of the Montreal Canadiens, which was like <laughs> the weirdest news of the week. I don't remember what I was listening to, but they're like, what is this guy doing? Like, why he's probably living his best life in like Florida. He hits the links with Vinny, Vinny every day. And then he just packs it up to go coach for Montreal. Like why? I mean, it's not been great for him. They've lost, um, they've lost both games since he's been behind the bench there. Um, So, you know, Marty and his giant thighs, I don't know where those are going to (laughs) fit behind the bench, but um weird weird play uh the they weren't the only team to get a new coach uh the Oilers also also got a new coach this year which you sent me some stat that this is so Ryan Nugent Hopkins has played in 12 seasons this is his 11th coach Connor McDavid was at seven seasons and this is his fifth head coach yeah it's um yeah they they fired Dave Tippett um and Jim Playfair uh and they promoted their AHL head coach to their interim head coach position. Um they did win the first game under the new coach. I saw that against the Islanders. Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't really put that as like a big win like the Islanders are are not the best team in the league, but um I don't I mean I don't know what you do. Like you've got You've got a team that is not going like to win under their at, current structure, and they just keep going through head coaches, and it does nothing. Right. Like at some point, it's not the coach's fault. Like at some point, these Get players are not. Yes, <laughs> these players are not gelling, and like you have another problem because I would suspect out of eleven and and in those twelve seasons that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been there, seven have been with McDavid. They had Taylor Hall. They had Jordan Eberle. Like, they had big names in those yeah. 12 seasons. And, like, you can't get it together. So it's not the coach at this point. Like, it is other factors. Yeah. It's, I mean, continue by all means, Oilers. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to keep sucking. Yeah. You're here for it. You might as well go for, like, like a full 20 new head coaches, to be quite honest with you. But um, especially while the Flames are on, like, their seven-game winning streak or whatever. Yeah. So... Here, here for it, but um, my cousin is from Edmonton, and like a few weeks ago, I liked this Instagram post of the like this like a building falling, and it's just like McDavid and <laughs> holding it up, and he's like, "Wow, this is rude," he's like, but I'm not wrong. Like, um, but yeah, maybe we should flip over to pop culture here. There is only one thing we need to discuss. Well, first off. Well, five minutes after we ended the recording last week, it was announced that Kylie had her baby. So, Wolf Webster, um, congratulations to Kylie and Travis Scotch there. Uh, yeah. Um, but, like, look, that's in the past. That is, that's happened. It's, it's Kanye time here. <laughs> Kanye so, is having a full-on mental break. Like, we have said that, but be- I have said that before, but it is for real it, now. It, so, I feel like we need to start... This was a couple days ago, and it's not even about Kylie. It's about Billie Eilish to start with. She's performing her little music set and notices someone in the crowd under medical duress, and she stops the show, and she makes sure that they get medical attention, and she comments something like, you know, don't worry, I'm not going to continue until everyone's safe. Something pretty innocuous, like, doesn't say too much, just kind of, like, addresses the fact that, like, don't worry, like, the show will go on as soon as everyone's healthy. Kanye does not like that and immediately interprets it as a, as a dig against Travis Scott and for him not stopping at Astroworld where eight people died in, in Houston there earlier this year. Which, by the way, like Travis Scott's fault. So yeah, yeah let's and, take some ownership. Okay. <laughs> so he posts this like attack Instagram post about Billie Eilish basically being like, if she doesn't apologize, I'm not playing Coachella. And they're both headlining Coachella this year. And like, 
she comes back out and she's like, I didn't say a freaking thing about Travis Scott. Like, back off, Yeah, like, she's 20 years old, Kanye. Like, relax a little bit. Um, But, yeah, he goes off on her and just absolutely loses it. And then she has not apologized, so thank God. So, like, maybe he won't be playing Coachella. We don't know. Hard to say. We can only hope that he is not playing Coachella at this point because I don't even know if he can make it through a set. That's what I was wondering is like, how could he like functionally prepare a, a concert at this point in time? He yeah. seems to have like complete, well, that's where part two comes in is that like he's going off and posting all these things and some random fan comments like you're off your meds like and he loses it again and like retweets this random person who's like Bob with three followers like and he's like why does everyone say like I'm off my meds when I'm like speaking my truth and like and of course it's all cap locks like it's incoherent grammar like you need like full out Google Translate to understand what this guy is saying (laughs) (laughs) and his Instagram captions are like paragraphs all in caps like I can't tell what's important and what is not important it's impossible to know and then over the last two days he posted something about, he posted the picture from, um, I don't remember whose was birthday she... party it was. No, it was, oh. it was someone's birthday party and it was Kanye, Timothy Chalamet, Kid Caddy, and Pete Davidson. Oh, right, right, right. And okay. he posts this picture and he crosses out Pete Davidson's face and yeah. basically says, Kid Cuddy won't be on Donda 2 because he's friends with Pete Davidson, who's, who Kim, his ex-wife is dating. And Kid Cuddy responds like, you fucking dinosaur. I don't want to be on your album. I was the best part of your other albums. Right. And they like, just like lit, lights Kanye back up, like given and taken kind of thing. And then didn't Kanye at one point post the photos of like Machine Gun Kelly and Pete and like their album line? Okay. We're not there yet. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. So the next picture that he posts is like reminiscent of like a UFC fight where they have the two fighters face to face. And so it's Kanye on one side, Pete Davidson on the other. And then each one of them have about four or five people behind them, like as if they're like the the smaller tickets on the card kind of thing. So on Kanye's side, you've got Julia Fox, who's like the batshit lady he's dating, um, who like seemingly is okay with the fact that he's like wildly posting about wanting to get back together with his ex-wife and (laughs) blink an eye. Um, it's got Drake, it's got Future, and it's got Travis Scott on Kanye's side. Then over on Pete's side, you got Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, naturally, um, Kid Cudi, and then you've got Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, Stop. like, Taylor's, like, just sitting at home, re-recording, like, whatever album she's recording. All of a sudden, she's pulled back into the narrative she very much did not want to be a part of. <laughs> She's like, it's time for me to re-record Reputation, and I'm going to ask Kim Kardashian to perhaps make a cameo. Could you imagine from the vault song and Kim Kardashian's featured on it? Because at this point, I would fully support that move. I would die. So then, you know, continues continues the onslaught of, like, Pete is breaking up the family comments. Yeah. Um, posts a picture about how... He posts a picture on one su- screen that it's it's the picture of um, Pete and Machine Gun Kelly in their Calvin Klein underwear yeah. ad that they did not long ago. And then the second picture in the carousel is a t- supposed text between Pete and Kanye where he's basically, Pete says to Kanye, like, dude, like, I'm not involved in how you guys raise your kids. That's your business. I want to meet your kids. Like, that's on you. I'm just, like, out here living my life kind of thing. I'm basically just, like... Sleeping with Kim Kardashian. Like, that's that's all I want in this, okay? Like, I want to live in my Staten Island basement and sleep with Kim Kardashian. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. So Kanye is basically, like, you know, continues to, like, post all of this. Um, He, like, he basically is, like, he's never going to meet my kids. I just want to take my kids to the Super Bowl, um, which he ultimately does. North and Saint got to go to the Super Bowl with him. But he's like continued to post all of these pictures. He holds up a picture of him saying, my account was not hacked with the date on it. Um, <laughs> he, he posts a picture about how... <laughs> he posts a picture about like Ariana Grande. And then Kevin Durant was like, dude, leave her out of this. Like she has nothing to do with it. So then he has tax KD. Like, it's absolutely, he's, like, blaming the, like, 
complains about the TMZ, but he's okay with the shade room. Like, he's he's absolutely certifiable. Like, I don't understand what is going on. Today, he posts, I think I sent it to you, and he's, like, on some ramble that I can't even understand about, like, he's trashing Pete Davidson in this ramble. Doesn't say him, doesn't mention him by name, but that's obviously who he's talking about. Then goes on to say, like, he just wants to, to enjoy the Super Bowl from the 50-yard line. Oh, no, Kim should be down at the 50-yard line with him and his kids. And, like, no one's ever heard a Machine Gun Kelly song. And it's like, Kate, how did Machine Gun Kelly get into this? Like, Kanye, Kanye is literally at the Super Bowl in these seats that cost him $50,000. And he is, like, Instagramming up a storm. And not videos of the game. Not, like, footage of the, like, amazing halftime show that went on. He is posting pictures of Pete Davidson in a Make Kanye Great Again hat from SNL saying he will never meet his kids. Like, dude, watch the game. I know you can't because you have a full black mask on over your entire face, but like, make God, man. Like, okay, I don't know. I don't know when Pete did that, like, skit. And I don't, I, I don't know if it was this season or like last season. When, like, before the whole Kim Kardashian thing was happening, and, wow, it is tracking. It is tracking. Like, basically, in the skit, he said something about how, like, Kanye talks about how, like, he can make the album because he's off his meds, and Pete is like, dude, like, the medicine game is fine. Like, just be on your meds. You don't need to go off of them. And I think that's what it was about, because, like, it was on Weekend Update, and Colin Jost was asking him about it, because Pete Davidson also, like, has openly talked about having bipolar disorder and, like, being on his meds, and... And, he, and then he pulls out that make Kanye Craig. <laughs> Which, just just to, just to add to that, because obviously that ties into the uh, SNL, he tagged Michael Che and basically told Che that he would give him, like, whatever money he needed so that he doesn't have to be friends with Pete Davidson again. <laughs> so, then, so then Che, who, like, posts, like, one Instagram post and then gets rid of it, he posts, he writes a letter, the same version that, like, Kanye did, where he was like, I'm not, my phone is not, or my account is not hacked. And, and Che is like, sorry, but I would never betray my fans for anything less than triple salary. That's right, 90000 a year, full medical, full dental, four weeks vacay, corner office, plus a pair of red Octobers, size 12. And you gotta make some beats for my band, the Slap Butts. What else? What else? And you got to tell me what you're going to wear to work the night before so we can look like twins. You do that for me, I'll ramble the whole building. So, like, Che is basically taking this as, like, absolutely ridiculous. Like, everyone else should be. And, like, I don't know where Kim is. She posted a picture of getting an OBJ jersey. Yeah. And OBJ gave the kids gloves and, like, Kanye was all about it. So, like, now he's probably mad at OBJ. Like, he probably put the hit out on him to get his knee injured. Honestly, like, like, I I I want SNL to address it because, like, Pete's on the show. But also, like, we must protect Pete Davidson. Like, I am scared for his life. Right? Like, he needs to go into, like, a witness protection. And I don't know what that looks like. Harry and Megan needing security. Like, Pete Davidson needs security. Okay? Like, oh my god so um yeah it has been a wild week and it, it's not it's not done like Kanye has no, no. since we've been recording he's posted four instagrams so um you're if you're not following Kanye you probably should because at this point in time like I can't even keep up with what he's posting he takes it down and deletes it so like it, I've sent but some to you makes comments like he takes it down and deletes it and then he says Instagram better not take down this post and it's like but you're deleting them like, I know like, I've sent you a few and they've been deleted before you can see it so like yeah. if you just need to follow at this point in time so you can yeah. you can keep up because like he's mad at Disney he tagged some like random person who had when I first caught on it he, they had like 200 followers Stop. the person is now like um did you mean for this to be me like what <laughs> And so, oh, Ellen's been brought into it, Hillary Clinton, like, every, like, there are more celebrities in Kanye's post than there were at the Super Bowl today. We're just saying a lot. Ellen was also at the Super Bowl, so, like, hopefully they didn't cross paths. I mean, I don't know what happened, but uh, I'm just imagining she probably left the Super Bowl, flipped open Instagram to be like, what did I miss while I was at the game? And I was like, what? Oh, wait, yeek, yeek, 
Honestly, Kanye, if you want to tag me in a post, like you're more than welcome. I mean, I will take I will take the followers and do with them as as I may. I don't yeah. support you, but you may tag me in a post. <laughs> so he tagged, yeah, he tagged this account. I don't know who this is, like Bob Eager. So I think he's like a Disney president or something he was like that. Past president. Yeah. So this account, like. I don't know how, why. But it's probably why. like not his actual account. <laughs> no, it's it's oh, it's literally a teenage girl, <laughs> <laughs> and she's now been tagged in all of these things, and so she's making T-shirts. Like, girl, like took her opportunity and is running with it. And I am so proud of her. And she has like upped her follower count by about five hundred since the last time I checked it. And right. I might add her just to follow it because I think it's right. hilarious. Right here we are. Here we are. You know what? I'm scared. I'm scared for Pete. I'm scared for Pete. I don't know. Kim, I'm just Kim can hold her own. I think to me, like at this point in time, I was talking to a friend about this today, and I was like, "What is Pete getting out of this relationship? Because like I'm he's 28 right. years old. Does he really want to be stepdaddy to four children with who have like a certifiable parent? Like, like now is the time to leave. It's not like he was having problems like attracting hot women before no. Kim came along. So no. like maybe it's just time for him to be like, you know what, Kim? Like, I'm no, out. No. You I'm call me gonna, this. I'm gonna like, listen to one Machine Kelly, yeah. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly song that no one knows. Like, I'm just gonna like take sit this one out for a bit, and like you call me when Kanye's like back on his meds or something like that. Because like I don't know what is going on there. Oh but, man, yeah. Oh, um, I so don't even. Oh. For the other story, just, like, because I need to drop this in there, Kodak Black, who, like, we had never heard of until, like, four weeks ago when he was, like, screwing some girl at the hockey game, yeah. um, was shot after a Justin Bieber concert or party or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, the Revolve, the Revolve Super Bowl party. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. I mean, yeah. he's not dead, but, like. Yeah. So, just really keeping himself in the spotlight this month here. He needs so. it. He needs yeah. it. He, everything's really died down after <laughs> After that sex capade. After the second video came out that showed that it was really just them twerking. It was it will always be sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's our super sized Super Bowl yes. episode, episode this week. So oh, yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I can go to bed happy. My campaign this year, Justice for Matthew Stafford, has successfully been completed. Successful completion. So all right. Well we'll talk to you next week then. Yes. See you, Joe. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.